Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,268. The car does not know the difference. It does not know whether it is a man or a woman driving it. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from the Buttonwillow Racetrack, Christina Nielsen. Hey, Christina, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? 100%. Always. Christina Nielsen is a 26-year-old sports car driver from Denmark. She is a two-time champion who in 2016 with her team won the IMSA championship, and she became the first woman to ever win a major full-season sports car championship in North America a success she repeated again in 2017. At Daytona this year, she drove for the Meyershank Racing in an Acura NSX 57 as part of an all-female lineup by Caterpillar. Her father, Lars Eric Nielsen, raced for many years, including the 24 Hour of Le Mans, 24 Hours of Daytona, and 12 Hours of Sebring. No doubt uh, racing flows in your bloodstream. She started uh, karting at the young age of 13, and since then, she's dedicated her life to racing. She has raced the Porsche Carrera Cups, the IMSA Tudor Championship, Pirelli World Championship, and the ADAC GT Masters. Christina's mantra is, I'm not a female who is a sports car driver. I am a sports car driver who happens to be a female. So, Christina, I have told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little bit more about your career and a passion for racing automobiles? Of course, Mark. I mean, you know, you've definitely mentioned the highlights. I've been based here in California in the States for the last couple of years. That's where I've been racing. I love racing over here. I love racing in the IMSA WeatherTech Championship. For me, it's one of the best places to race because I think you guys have the best circuits. So that's why my passion is over here in America. Uh, besides that, I have been a part of working on a project called Accelerating Change, which is actually why I'm here at Buttonwillow, because we're hosting an all-female track day tomorrow. So we're super excited wow. about that. It's our first event. And it's our way of trying to introduce women to the automotive industry and show them that there is a place for them if they would like to be in it, share it with the men and enjoy all the wonders of it. You know, I think it's a great thing that you're doing. And uh, we record these shows in advance. So we're actually recording the show in March, but it's airing in April. But as most of my regular listeners know, last month, I had 21 women back to back celebrating Women's History Month. Uh, celebrating women in the sporting industry and the automotive industry. So if any of you listeners missed any of those spectacularly inspiring women, uh, go back and listen to those. But that means I've now had uh, almost 200 women on the show. So I'm happy to help promote, just like you're doing, and, and showing women, young and old, that there's a place for them in the sport and in the industry. So I think it's fantastic. As we continue your journey, I'd like to start by asking you, Christina, for a success quote or a mantra. It's a Nice way to get the uh, inspirational tires spinning here on Cars Yeah. So I know you love to drive, so take the wheel. Uh, You know, I think one of my favorites is the car does not know the difference. It does not know whether it is a man or a woman driving it. Uh, For me, (laughs) that, you know, very much speaks to equality. I am in a sport where men and women compete equally. You know, it sums up what I am about and what I love about racing. I think it's a great concept. Let me ask you this from a woman's perspective. Do you think there is an advantage that women have that has something to do with just the way women are wired? I, I know that 
being married to a woman now for 35 years, uh, women think differently than men in some respects. And in many ways, they're a lot more thoughtful, careful about the things they do. They think things through more. So do you think there's an advantage when it comes to racing as a woman over men in any way for you? You know, I think there's tendencies that follows both genders that can be either, you know, falls in as a pro or a con. You know, I definitely see some tendencies with women, which is sometimes we, for example, take a little bit longer to build up uh, some pace than the men. But I also see us being very consistent. I know that's one of my forces. That's what makes me a good endurance driver is the fact that I'm very consistent, which is important when you're racing 24 hours to 12 hours. But, you know, as a race car driver, you're also going to be on it uh, right out of the get-go. So for sure, there are things that fall or become more natural for us to do or are more natural for us to do. And maybe you have Mm -hmm. to fight your natural instinct or habits a little bit. But I think everyone are adjustable. Everyone are capable of adjusting to a situation. And I think every driver has to do that no matter what gender you are. Absolutely. Was your dad instrumental as uh, as your career when you look at it now? He was a great endurance racer. Were there things that he you kind of gleaned from him that helped you become a better endurance racer? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I talk to my dad almost every day. He's a very, very big part of my career. I rarely make a move without you know having his advice beforehand before I make a decision. So he's definitely been a very big part of my career, and it's something that's really great that we share together. And you know, that's what I'm also hoping that parents will share with their kids. I love when I see the families coming to the racetrack and bringing their kids out. One specific scenario for me is I know there's one girl who's come back with her family for the last four years, I think, at Laguna Mm -hmm. Vega, and she makes me sign her pink headset every year. And I can see my signature is from like going back all the way to, to, yeah, I think 15. Those are the moments that I really remember and that I hope also make an impact on them. And You know, I'm really grateful that the parents are giving their kids these kind of experiences. Well, and especially young girls, because uh, many times they may think, oh, well, there's all these guys racing. I guess that's something I can't do. And when when a woman like you or I've had a lot of women racers here on the show going all the way back to the the late, great Denise McCluggage, who was a guest uh, before we lost her a few years ago, that set an inspiration for young women. And, And I'll tell you, just those signatures on that cap. I'll bet you she goes home and looks at that cap all the time, and it gives her an inspiration to think, I can do anything I want, thanks to Christina and thanks to the other women in the sport. So I think it's fantastic what you're doing. And it's great the relationship you have with your dad. That's very cool, very unique, and great fun. So kudos to you and, and your family. Yeah, what a wonderful thing. Well, let's go back in time here. I'd love for you to share a story that instigated your personal passion for cars. No doubt growing up with a dad who was a racer had a big influence on you. But is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were indeed going to be a car gal? Uh, You know, I'm not quite sure there is. Um, I feel like it was a passion that grew as the process of driving went on. I I wasn't a person growing up watching a lot of races. I simply just fell in love with the feeling of driving. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that understand more about the engineering side or the mechanical side of cars than I do. I'm, (laughs) I'm not afraid to say that that's not my area of expertise. But Mm -hmm. when it comes to driving, that's something I put a lot of effort into. And, you know, the thing that I'm really passionate about, which is sitting behind the wheel, competing, testing is always a good time because you're kind of with a family. That's your second family away from home, which is your race team. But, you know, once we go racing and the competition is on, that's where we shine. And that's what we're there for. That's what we love. Yeah, absolutely. 
So when you were young and you learned to drive, was it your dad sitting next to you that was teaching you? No, actually, uh, you know, I spent most of my karting years uh, traveling around in Europe in a in a like a, a large vehicle with the go karts in the back. Uh, and okay. travel around <laughs> to different championships around in Denmark and in Europe. So that was a big part of it and some of the good times. And a funny thing is one of the biggest differences between karting and car racing is that you have so much more waiting around time when you're driving cars. When you're driving carts, you really have a lot more going on through the day. So when you're racing cars, there's less drive time and less time to be on track. So, you know, when you're on it, you, you got to be there and you got to be able to deliver. Absolutely. Well, let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and talk about a big challenge or even a failure that you may have faced along the way. My goodness, uh, choosing racing as a career is fraught with ups and downs, no doubt. I would love for you to walk us through one of those that was a great learning experience for you. Tell us what it taught you and then tell us how that experience helped you go and gain even more momentum as you move forward in your racing career. You know, I think it was pick 2015. I finished second in the championship. I lost it in the last round. I was going in leading with one point together with my team and mm-hmm. we lost by two points in the end. So it was three oh. points that made the difference. I knew we were a strong contender. I signed with Scuderia Corsa. I drove a Ferrari number 63 and we did win in 16. You know, it was very hard to have been fighting because race seasons are so long. You know, it, it's over almost a whole year. You go from January till October fighting for this championship. It's all you think about. And then for it not to happen, it takes a lot to reset yourself mentally and be like, all right, now it's 16. I've got to go at it again for 10 months and yeah. try and do it. And I yeah. think that's the beauty of 16 to 17, where I took my experience from 15, which is even though we then won in 16, you can't just rely on, oh, we were quick at this track. Oh, we did well here. Like it's always starting from scratch whenever you enter a new race weekend. And I think that's one of the key elements to winning the championship again in 17. You know, I hear this a lot from racers and racers I've interviewed, racers I see on television or in other interviews, and they're always looking forward. They're always talking about the next race. It's it's like, well, that's done. It's over. (laughs) Yeah. What what did I learn from that? And my listeners, my regular listeners know this. I have a quote on my business card from the late Ayrton Senna, who is one of my favorite Formula One drivers. And he says, the past is just data. I only see the future. And I think it's a great testament to what you've just said, too, is you always have to be looking forward. It's it's analogy to racing, isn't it? You're always looking down the track to where you want to go, not where you are or where you've been. Yeah, it's uh, it's almost uh, it's an addiction, I guess, in some ways. <laughs> um, but it is very much the mentality you got to have as a race car driver. I mean, it goes down even to the small basics, like if you mess up one corner, and you can't be thinking about that corner when you go into the next one because then your focus is not where it needs to be. So the amount right. of time that we have to reset in some situations is really, really short. So, yes, I think it's important to look at the past in terms of what could we learn from it. You know, there's a lot more that goes into being a race car driver than just driving. One of the things we do is we always write a full race report on everything throughout the weekend uh, to yeah. deliver to our engineers and to our team bosses. And, you know, this is going to be something that we're going to use to make sure that we're doing better the next time. But, you know, from that point on, all it is is just momentum for the next time. Yeah, I love it. It's great. It's a great way to go through life, too. Don't dwell too much on the past. 
always be looking ahead of where you want to go. Uh, because if you waste a lot of time worrying about the past, you're really messing up today and possibly your future. So great story. I, the well, only thing I will have to say is I think it's also important to enjoy the moments when you have done well. It's important yes. not to oh, move yeah. on too quickly, but also acknowledge something that you did that was really great. Uh, and yeah. that, you know, within a team that we did as a team effort. So that's the only thing I'm going to add to that. But other than that, I yes, I do agree it's important to always try and look ahead. You know, and I, I loved watching Michael Schumacher when he won a race, how excited he was. I mean, you just, I mean, he went up and jumped up and down. He was like going crazy. And some of the other drivers do that as well. But some of them, when they get up on the podium, and I get it, you're tired, you're exhausted. There's a lot going on. It's like, enjoy this moment. Like, take a, take a second, take a breath. Yeah. Get excited, you know? cultural differences in that, you know? Yes. I think the behavior yeah. also comes, depends on where you're from and, and how you race. But no, I 100% agree. I think you should enjoy it. But I think it's also to remember that everyone has a different way of showing excitement or showing happiness. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> the, other, the other side of that, Kimi Raikkonen comes to mind. Of how yeah, he's always that's exactly just, the guy I was thinking about. <laughs> yeah, I was too, exactly. I just had a guy here at my house doing some work, and he looked exactly like him. And he's not a racing fan. I said, you know, I'm trying to figure out who you look like. And I pulled up a picture. I said, I think this guy's your brother. And he even said, oh, my gosh, I look just like that guy. <laughs> he goes, who is that guy? That's the yeah. Iceman. He's like, ooh, what? tell me about him. So, yeah, yeah it was fun. Yeah, pretty cool. Very cool. Well, let's have a little bit more fun here. I would love for you to share your first really special Race car, let's say. The, the first time you got in a race car that was really special that you felt like, you know what, I've made it, I'm here. And, and maybe share a memory you have about that ride. You know what? I, I mean, there's several of those moments. Uh, and maybe it wasn't the first. But one car that I always remember was the Aston Martin that I raced in 2015 because it had a V12 engine. So it was louder than anything else. I mean, the Corvettes are loud. Uh, this is a different kind of loud. Like, it, you know, we could hear like several corners away. It's like, oh, Christina's coming now. Because <laughs> it was such a, but it sounded so beautiful. You know, there's other race cars before that one. There were also big moments. But I think if I would have to choose one to highlight, I, you know, today I feel like that would be the one. Oh, no doubt. You know what comes to mind are the wonderful 12-cylinder Ferrari engines they ran at F1. Those cars made a sound like no other car. It was just... I know. Uh, it's a good old day, sir. It was, definitely, definitely. Is there a car that you've owned that you wish you had back in your garage or maybe a race car that you raced that you wish you could have kept? Uh, you know, I would have to say the 2016 championship winning car. Uh, uh, I had a I had a great time with Scuderia Corsa. It was true team effort. I shared it with Alessandro Balsan, who... One of my favorite co-drivers that I've ever had. He's still a close friend of mine. I have so much fun with him. It was such a good season. You know, I think that would be the one. If I were to have a collector item, that would be my dream uh, item to have. Not bad. Ferraris aren't are bad to have parked in the garage. That's no, for sure. not at all. Spe especially, yes, absolutely. Wonderful, spectacular cars. I was at the Ferrari factory when they first were building those as uh, cup cars. And uh remember seeing the first four sitting out there uh in the back lot there. I was walking on a tour, and I went, what are those? And he goes, oh, those are the new race cars. Ah, it was wonderful. I wish I could have taken a picture, but they've got pretty strict rules at the factory about pictures once you're inside the gates. Well, I would love for you to share with our listeners a lot more about what has you excited and fired up this year when it comes to racing. Uh, what have you got planned? What has you excited? Well, at the moment, we're excited. We just announced yesterday that I'll be joining Mary Shank Racing uh, for the remaining of 
the NAC Championship, which is the Endurance Championship and the IMSA WeatherTech Championship. Nice. So my next race is the 12 Hours of Sebring, which is one of the highlights on the calendar, if you ask me. Oh, yeah. Yes. And what are you going to be driving? Uh, I'm going to be driving the Acura NSX from Meyer Schenck Racing, Heinricher Racing, uh, sponsored by Caterpillar. Nice. How do you like that car? Is there any way to compare it to some of the different cars you've driven as far as what the cars like to drive on the track? It's a great car, honestly. You know, they got a new Eagle Kit upgrade for this year. You know, it really made the car a lot more stable. I was really impressed with what they did. And, you know, Mario Schenck Racing is such a professional team. I was super impressed with them when I joined them at Daytona. Mike Schenck really has a strong organization. And, you know, they're also just really kind people. And that I got paired up with pretty badass group of women. Definitely a nice addition yeah. to the program. And what I really like about that and what I would like to mention is that, you know, it's a group of women that all share the same values. We share the same mission and the same opinions in terms of how we would like to be perceived as women in the sport. They also share the opinion that, you know, we're drivers first, we're women second. It's not a yeah. gimmick. And everyone in that car had results from the past that qualified them to be in a ride like that in a championship like that. Wow. This is very cool. And who are the other women on the team? Can can you name them all off for us? Sure. Uh, Jackie Heinricher, the woman who put it all together with Caterpillar. Catherine Legg, who's been an addition to the team for the last three years. And Bia Figueredo. Bia, if you're listening, I'm very sorry. I'm not sure I pronounced your last name correctly. <laughs> and Simona de Silvestro. So it was my first time to meet Bia and Simona. They were super cool to work with. Catherine, I knew already. I've been keep competing against her the last couple of years. And yeah. Jackie, you know, I've, I've met briefly around the racetrack. Super sharp woman. Uh, who's really managed to do something great for the sport. Oh, it's great. What a team. And what are some of the other tracks you're going to be running at this year? Well, with the ladies, I'm going to be running at Sebring, uh, Watkins Glen, and Road Atlanta for Petit Le Mans. But besides that, uh, I also have a super exciting program with Jacker Racing, uh, where I'm going to be racing an AMG uh, GT3. Wow. And Ooh. I recently, just last month, here in March, also joined thousand oaks amg dealership as a brand ambassador and i'm super excited to be working with the amg i think they built some amazing cars i have been battling some of them at the Weather weathertech championship the last couple of yeah. years they've always yeah. put on fierce competition so i'm super excited to be joining a brand that i've been competing against and now get to be on the other side straka has a great history and thousand oaks i mean you know when i met that group of people they're just some of the nicest people most professional people who just have an attention for detail and take such good care of their customers. And I've been really, really lucky this year to be aligned with people who really knows how to run a professional and good business. Wow. And which tracks are you ladies and with the guys are going to be racing at this year? So with the ladies uh, in the number 57, Marsh and Racing, Caterpillar, Heinrich Racing Car, I'm going to be racing Sebring. I'm going to be racing Petit Le Mans at Atlanta and Watkins Glen. Besides that, I got a really exciting program going with AMG, uh, with Strucker Racing and the IGTC Championship, which is a world championship. That championship takes place in Australia, in Spa, in Belgium, California, Laguna Sega, uh, Suzuka, Japan, and Kailami, South Africa. So super wow. excited to be joining Strucker Racing for that championship. I also made a deal here locally with Thousand Oaks, uh, AMG dealership as brand ambassador. And, you know, all the people that I've met from the dealership so far, and from Starker Racing, I'm super impressed with them. They are just so professional and they do such a good job and they just have attention for details that 
you know, that I haven't seen among a lot of people before. So I really feel like I'm in good hands and I'm super excited to be a part of their team. Fantastic. You're going to be a busy lady this year, traveling the world, driving all over the place. What fun 2019 is going to be for you. Well, Christina, up next is the last lap before we put the pedal to the metal. Let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors who make this all possible. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. That's right, 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft has been manufacturing premium quality exterior and interior covers for over 50 years with a stellar reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit over 80,000 patterns and growing. They are the only cover I'll put on my vehicles. You can choose from a wide variety of fabrics, styles, colors, and more. From full cover designs for factory to custom-made vehicles, plus convertible top covers, trucks, truck cab coolers, motorcycles, scooters, ATVs, trailers, campers, personal watercraft, and a wide variety of custom features. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, Thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah! website at carsyeah.com. Hey, Mark Green here from the Cars Yeah! podcast. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah! TV show? That's right. Cars Yeah! is now on MAV TV. I visit some of the past Cars Yeah! guests and take you along for the ride. Go to MavTV.com to learn more where you can enjoy Cars Yeah! TV. MavTV is also available on DirecTV, FuboTV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through MavTV.com online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. All right, Christina, I'm back. We're back. And I have a very introspective question for you. If you woke up tomorrow... And you were a vehicle, maybe a streetcar, maybe a race car parked in the garage. What would Christina be and why? This is not what you want to be. This is how you perceive yourself manifested into a vehicle. You know, that's a good (laughs) question. Um, You know, I have my my practical side, you know, where I like to be comfortable. I like to have space. I like to have room. And then I have the aggressive side where I like to be aggressive on a racetrack. I like to be fast. I like to be direct with my steering and I like to be quick in all the movements. I have to say, you know, after driving my new company car, the AMG GT63 uh, that just Ooh. came out here in March, it's an absolute dream to drive. Thousand Oaks has provided me with an amazing vehicle that I actually think sums up all of that. So, yeah. you know what? Yeah. I ha- I have to say what I'm driving right now. It's a dream. Oh, sounds like it. Oh, my gosh. What everybody would love to have is a company car in very capable hands, of course. But wow, what a nice machine. All right, Christina, we are up to the checkered flag, the last lap here. And I should say the white flag. The checkered flag's not quite out yet. It's a place you've been many, many times. I'm going to fire off a series of questions 
and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of that AMG throttle. So here we go. What's the best automotive or racing advice you've ever received? Um, be like a swan. Beautiful and elegant on the outside above the water with the feet paddling underneath going as quickly as you can. <laughs> I like that. Very unique answer. Not heard that one before. I love it. I have it from my old coach. <laughs> I like it very much. Coaches are important. Very valuable people. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? I am an annoying perfectionist. It's my downfall and my strength at the same time. Yeah, yeah, I understand. I've been called one of those myself. It does annoy some people sometimes, doesn't it? (laughs) And myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me too. I I understand. Sometimes you want to just be able to let loose and do whatever. I get a little jealous of people that can just kind of do whatever they want to do. And I'm like, how do you go through life like that? I just can't do it. But uh, I understand. Do you have a resource that you'd like to share with our listeners that you found very useful? Well, I don't want to have people calling my dad, but he's definitely a strong resource for me, (laughs) one that I use almost every day. So I'm going to keep that one to myself. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. No, that's a great resource to have. Very fortunate. Now, if I could wave a magic wand and arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive or racing industry, living or deceased, who would that be? You know, I think you mentioned him earlier. I think Schumacher would be would be one of the top choices, 100%. I, I can't imagine what his family is going through. And, you know, if I had that wand, it probably wouldn't even be for a dinner or a drink for myself. It would be for the family to have a dinner or a drink with him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, our hearts and thoughts go out to him and, and uh, what he's been going through and what he is going through. It's just absolutely crazy to think someone lived a life racing cars in such a away and then falling skiing uh, has done what it's done. But uh, our thoughts out to Michael and his family, for sure. I wish I could wave that magic wand over him every day. How about a book? Is there a book that you've read that you'd like to share with our listeners that you found real interesting and valuable? You know what? I actually like to read crime novels. <laughs> That's sort of me and my mom thing. Like we exchange books together. So it's oh, okay. not very useful, but um, I would say that. That's one of ours. The Art of Racing in the Rain. I'm actually super excited. I still need to race it. Or, sorry, to race it, to read it. It's a classic in, within our industry. And I'm actually super excited that they used the car that I was racing from 15 for the movie that's being shot with Patrick Dempsey. So yeah, that's yeah. Uh, on my list and something that I would definitely recommend everyone to look for. Well, there you go. Well, my wife loves crime novels as well. She reads them. Gosh, must be read a couple of weeks. And by the way, I, uh, you are now a fellow Carsia alumni with Garth Stein, who wrote that book, The Art of Racing in the Rain. He lives up here in the Pacific Northwest, where I live. I met him. He's been a guest on the show. And I'll tell you, Christina, that is the most recommended book by far of all the books that are recommended here on Cars. Yeah. Really? The Art of Racing in the Rain. Yeah, really. And well, I can't I'm wait for that. I'm even more excited uh, about reading it and watching the movie. Yeah, exactly. And you can go back to the Cars yeah website and listen to my talk with Garth. Uh, he talks extensively about the book, writing the book, and uh, his involvement in all of that. And of course, we're all looking forward to that movie. So uh, check out Garth Stein on the Cars Yeah website. And you can find all these links Christina has shared on her very own Cars Yeah show notes page. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Christina Nielsen, and that page will pop right up. All right, Christina, we're up to the checkered flag now. And this last question can be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car. Or it could be a vintage race car, anything you want to park in your garage. But there's a couple rules to this game. One is you can't sell it to buy a bunch of parts for your race car. That little trick's off the table. Uh, it's a driver. I want you to get out and enjoy it. Now, it could be a vintage race car that you take to the track or a street car. But also, it's the only collector car that you can have. So you need to choose very wisely. 
So what can I buy you? It's not a hard choice, honestly. I go back to the 2016 488 Ferrari that I won the championship in. That would, without uh-huh. a doubt, be my choice. Oh, goodness. That's going to be a tough one for me to get, isn't it? <laughs> I know. Yeah, you got to get on it. <laughs> yeah, I will right away. Where Where is that car living right now? That's a good question. I actually, I might be mistaken, but you know what? I do know where it is. I think I do. I think it's actually at the museum, uh, the Ferrari Museum in Italy. Uh, oh, okay. It's not wrapped currently like our championship design from 16. Yeah. It is wrapped like our Le Mans vehicle because that was when we last used it in 2017. Uh, okay, great. Well, I'll give my friends at Ferrari there in Marinello a call, see if I can arrange to have that have that shift out to you right away. So, uh, yeah, I've awesome. got a lot of pull there. So, absolutely. Christina, you've taken me on a great ride around the track. I knew we'd have a fun time. I've really enjoyed getting to know you better, and I want to thank you for sharing your journey. Uh, could you offer us a parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off down the racetrack in your 2016 488 Ferrari Championship race car? You know, I would say enjoy it. You know, we're doing this because we think it's fun. If you're no longer having fun, you shouldn't be doing it. Absolutely. And what's the best way for our listeners to follow along with you and your career? Uh, super easy. All my social media handles is Christina Racing, out in one, Christina with C-H. And that's okay. my Twitter, my Facebook, my Instagram. So it should be very easy. Absolutely. I'll make sure I put links to all those on Christina's Cars Yeah show notes page so you can follow along. Follow along with Christina and her team, what they're doing this year. This is an impressive group of ladies. And, of course, men, all the people that work on the team together to create these championships and these wins. So uh, we wish you, Christina, and your team the best of luck this year, uh, best of luck in safety as well. I want to thank you again for being so generous with your time and expertise. I know you're a very busy lady. Thanks for calling in from the racetrack today. That's pretty cool. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Sounds good, Mike. Thank you so much for having me on today. You're welcome. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.